0: Chickity chuck chuck chuck. One, two, three, four. Hello, and welcome again, friends, to a Sunday kind of blog. Today being released on an actual Sunday. I hope you're having a good weekend. I hope it's been restful. Um. I hope there's been some ease and just a sense of like relaxation and uh, just sort of like um you know a dropping into the body, dropping into the heart as you've uh, as you've experienced the weekend and as you you know look towards the beginning of the week. Um, man last week was something last week was something um a whole bunch of things happened that caused um a disruption um you know one of them being our our dog our little chihuahua dog who, uh, who was with us for 16 years. She Her name is Bella. She's a little chihuahua. And she was mainly my parents' dog. Um, most of, her, you know, most of who she was in our lives were, were really, you know, sort of that connection with my parents. And... Um, yet there was still a deep impact towards the experience of that death for me and um for me so much of that was because of who Bella was to my mom um she was there for my mom during my cancer during her cancer treatment um at a time when i was off in college and you know most of her kids were out and she was just really there as a source of strength and companionship and um it was weird like i was there for thanksgiving and a part of me wanted to like just really pause and say goodbye to her like i was saying goodbye because we were leaving the house um but part of me just wanted to like just just say goodbye like a I don't know, I I, I guess I just felt that she was about to transition, so... Um, I said goodbye, and I said thank you, and really just dropped into the moment with her, and allowed her to smell me a little bit, and I just said, you know, thank you for who you've been, and I'll see you around, and then we left, and, you know, within like four days, she... She passed away. She transitioned. Um, so that was just the beginning of last week and there were a whole host of other things that happened that, again, caused some disruption. So things felt just really heavy. Um, you know, being a coach, being in this line of work, I often say it doesn't make me immune to the human experience. And I found myself just in practice. Um yeah, practicing what I often, you know, walk with my clients through. So, speaking of what I want to talk to you about today, what I want to offer to to you is the uh, the holy idea and the holy virtue. Of the Enneagram. And if you've been following along, um, you'll know that there is, you know, along that the Enneagram is dynamic, it has a psychological component to them that helps people understand their hidden patterns and motivations and core fears. And through that psychological component and journeying with those patterns, people. Um, Honestly, feel a sense of more ease and effortlessness in their lives, in their work, able to build more trust, able to just move through the world um, with less anxiety, less stress, right? That's sort of the psychological path. And there's a somatic path that I talked about last week or last podcast, yeah, last Thursday. And there is this spiritual dynamic to the Enneagram as well. And part of that is the fact that each type on the Enneagram, each of the nine types, has a holy idea and a holy virtue connected to them. And it's honestly, to me, central to, to engaging the Enneagram. I think this is the way to engage it first, is to understand sort of its high-level dynamicism and this being one of them. And so the holy idea, you know, sort of the description of that are these core spiritual truths or insights that each Enneagram type is believed to be seeking. Um, Another way of saying that is the holy idea is the thing that was lost for the type, is the thing that was forgotten for the type. And this holy idea is, you know, the the path of understanding the type and seeing its pattern. Once you see that, you know, it becomes then a map back to the holy idea. And you can kind of think of the holy idea as a state in which you have sort of mental clarity and peace, right? Um, when your mind is open when your mind is at peace, then you can access this holy idea. And then the holy virtue is the sort of positive quality that arises naturally when a person is living in alignment with their holy idea. You can kind of see them as antidotes to the basic fear or desire that drive each Enneagram type. So the holy virtue you, again, you can kind of feel the the virtue is sort of the emotional openness that's on offer for each type. It's the thing that's, um, it's the essence that's been forgotten for each type. Um, the origin of this, again, the Enneagram is, is so mysterious. It's got sort of various roots from different spiritual traditions, including, including, you know Judaism, sort of the mystical tradition in Judaism, the Kabbalah, the the Christian tradition, Islam. This you can be found in ancient Greek philosophy. You can find it in Plato's work. You can find it in, um, Homer's Odyssey. Um, so the origins is 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 again super mysterious, but the holy idea and holy virtues, um, the 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 person that sort of started to um uh, language it that that uh, what we know today his name is oscar Ichazo. he's a bolivian philosopher and teacher so he's he's the one that sort of made the enneagram more of that personality framework and he introduced the concept of holy ideas and holy virtues in his teachings um and his approach you know It was heavily influenced by Eastern and Western traditions, and some of his own insights. Um, And so, as as you as you work with it, you know, it might be helpful to know that that he was sort of the one that started to articulate it in this way, at least the way we understand it today. And again, there's you know what they offer is this this roadmap for spiritual and psychological growth in which individuals can work towards a more balanced life balanced fulfilling life and when you start to see your deeper motivations and fears of each type in action when you start to bring awareness to it and kind of hold it kindly with gentleness that's that's when you begin to allow the holy idea and the virtue to emerge so i'll give you an example and for, for the next you know, few episodes, um, I will walk through the holy idea and holy virtue of it, each type. Um, but I'll begin with me. I'll talk about myself um, and, and lead with that. So, for example, the type Enneagram 7, again, you know, people who lead with this type um, is referred to as the Enthusiast or the Epicure you know, the the holy idea for the type seven is often referred to as like holy work or holy wisdom or holy plan, right? And this concept basically represents this understanding and acceptance of the present moment and reality as it is. Just this intellectual understanding that, and clarity even, that, that what... All that you need is just right here and right now and there's no need to escape into the future and create plans or possibilities for more exciting experiences right that's what the type 7 wants to do is they want to create plans they want to create options we want to create plans and options i want to do that and it's sort of noticing that that's the types pattern and then coming back to this um embodied understanding that the work is going to be the work right it's gonna get done and there's nothing to um there's nothing to do you know there's nothing to sort of grasp towards being done um there's nothing to there's nothing to kind of get ahead of um I'm reminded of this Lao Tzu teaching, um, this Lao Tzu quote. And I'll read it to you now. I was was just looking it up. You probably heard some some typing because I was trying to remember where I put it. But Lao Tzu, he says, you know, a spontaneous product of the whole. And his, his poem goes, do you think you can take over the universe and improve upon it? The universe is sacred. You cannot improve it. In the pursuit of learning, every day, something is acquired. In the pursuit of Tao, every day, something is dropped. Less and less is done until non-action is achieved. Tao abides in non-action, yet nothing is left undone. (sighs) So like, you know, when I read that, right, when I read that, I feel into the truth of this idea of the holy work, right? This feeling of like trust that nothing will be left undone, you know, like less and de- less need to be done and yet everything is still being done. There's just this sort of open trust that I will be taken care of as a type seven. And that for me is really hard because I can get away with sort of future plans and possibilities and trying to get ahead of things. Not wanting to be here so that I don't miss out on something in the future. And so the holy virtue of the type 7, it's called sobriety. And I have to say that this doesn't refer to like abstaining from alcohol or substances. That's not what this is. Sobriety is about, holy sobriety is about this sort of mental and emotional relaxation is like mental and emotional you know the, the heart being open being at rest about being grounded it's honoring the limitations of the human experiences and being fully present in the current moment without the need for constant stimulation or escapism so again for type sevens for us we're often seen as like enthusiastic or bouncing from one thing to the next sort of scattered, again, wanting to create some options in the future so that joy will always be accessible. And, you know, we miss out on on um, on what can be gifted in the present moment. So sobriety is about noticing this and tempering that desire for stimulation and arriving at this appreciation for depth and richness of the present moment. And you could probably you probably heard that in the breath that I took after I read that poem by Lao Tzu, right so that to me is uh is that it's it's coming back to that base note of ah, all is well, I'm okay hmm so that's it. That's what I got for today. I hope that gives you some insight on the holy virtue, holy idea. Um, I shared about type 7 today, but for next week, I'll talk about the the 8. I'll start with the body triad, which is types 8, 9, and 1. And I'll start with type 8 next time and give you a breakdown of that, including the holy idea and the virtue of that type. Okay, my friends, thanks as always for listening. I really appreciate you spending this time with me if you've made it this far. And if this is helpful, will you let me know? Like send me an email back to this and tell me what you got from it or what you're sitting with or maybe what, what you're resistance against, resistant against. Um, and if you share with your friends and family, I'd appreciate that too. And yeah, thank you. I, I um, I've really enjoyed this way of sharing with you, this audio way of sharing with you. And I'm kind of going to keep it going. And uh, that's it for me. That's it for me. I wish you well. I wish you peace. I wish you joy and gratitude and rest. And um, just presence this week. All right, friends. See you again soon. Bye-bye. Peace and blessings, my friends. See you next time. Bye-bye.